We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, TVTPFL. It's Wednesday. It is February 2nd. It's 2022. We have nine NBA games to talk about here on today's slate. Joined by my good buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, how's it going, my friend? Not too bad. Might make some money tonight. Might lose some money tonight. It all comes down to the last game. Hurdle getting injured really didn't help, but... You know what? Can't can't complain after it's it's been a solid last few weeks. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a good night on prize picks, not a great night on DraftKings. So I built like a core around like Jordan Poole over 20 and a half fantasy po- or 20 and a half points and DeJounte over 20 and a half points and Jimmy Butler over 34 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. So like I use that three a lot. Um so gonna hit some five for fives few three for fives which are not profitable but uh the five fives definitely gonna pay for the three for five so no big deal there so nice i know it's always fun so i saw like uh, and i saw it on grinders live and i put it on scores and odds like super fast like it was around 615 but like jordan pool was 21 and a half on most most books and like we had him projected for 28 points. And then I like did a little bit of research real quick and it was way too low. Um, so that was, it's always good to get those right. Like, you know, when you like recommend doing two unit bets, it's always good to get those right. Yeah. Yeah. One of my main two unit bets was Pirtle over points and he got injured, but yeah. You can't yeah, predict no, injuries. Yeah, no, that anytime I have a night where I lose money because half my guys got in foul trouble or injured, you know what? 
just move on to the next day. I was probably right. That's it. Well, we are going to move on to the next day. We got Orlando at Indiana. Two 19 and a half total here. Pacers, a five-point favorite. Looking at the injuries here, the Magic will be on the second end of a back-to-back. So we'll wait and see um, if anything comes out of that. And then on the Pacers side, Bitstays is questionable. Brissett, Brissett is questionable. Brogdon, McConnell, Sabonis, Turner, Warren out. Uh, anything that you like here for the Orlando Magic? I mean, nothing that I love. Like, it's not it, – it, Indy's so bad right now, and it's not bad. I think the main guy I would go with is Carter. Cole Anthony finally had a good night tonight or last night, depending on when you're listening to this. I think that he's in play at 6,800. I'm never going to argue with playing him at that price tag just because he always does have a ton of upsides. He decides to take over a game. If someone like Jalen Suggs or Mo Bamba gets ruled out, then definitely an uptick to Anthony and Carter become immediately good plays. Um, Not really a whole lot of size going up against Indy. I don't know if they'll give uh, Bamba enough run here, but I think Wendell Carter Jr., even on the second of a back-to-back, playing quite a few minutes, he'll end up playing a decent amount, and he's got a pretty solid overall role right now. So it's really those two guys. I mean, Friends, Wagner is fine. Suggs is fine. Bamba's fine. Okay, he's fine, but they're not good plays. Sorry, coughing up a lung. Um, I think the Orlando Magic, if everyone plays, you can maybe take some shots on Wagner or Wendell Carter. Uh, if some people get ruled out on the second end of a back-to-back, that's where I think some stuff would open up. And then on the Pacer side of things, I mean, I think a lot will de- depend on, like, if Brissett and Bitstays are able to play or not. Um, I guess they already ruled out Bitstays. So, like, yeah, I guess we're looking at maybe, like, Isaiah Johnson, Jackson here at 5,400, probably playing 30-ish minutes. Yeah, I mean, if Brissett ends up going, then I think that it might take a little bit of a hit to uh, Jackson's minutes, but still, like the guy, even with a massive uptick in salary, the guy's still too cheap at five point four k. Like he's a solid, solid point per minute producer. So even if he ends up with twenty four minutes, I think he can still easily pay off that price tag. I wouldn't be surprised if they roll out a lot of Brissett and Jackson at the same time and roll both of them up for around thirty minutes. Um, just because Orlando going with that big uh, front court with Carter Jr. and Bamba. So both those guys are in play. I think you can play Levert A200. I know they has been great recently, but just everyone being out, he's, he's going to have a boatload of usage. And one of these days, he's going to go off for a massive game. But realistically, with this many guys out, matchup versus Orlando, bad defensive team, like you can roll with anyone. Like Holiday's coming off a pretty good game, Duarte. 5,100 definitely has a little bit of upside there, even though he hasn't really been paying it off recently. One of these nights, he's good enough where he's going to end up with a big outing. And then even Washington Jr., um, he can end up with a pretty big night. Played 24 minutes last game, 25 minutes the game before. He's been solid on point-per-minute basis recently. So sitting there at 3,700 is too cheap. Like, there's just so many guys that are just cheap on this team. But I think by far my favorite is Isaiah Jackson. Yeah, I think Jackson's my favorite as well. I don't I, I think like in tournaments, large field tournaments, you can maybe take a shot on Levert here. It's just I mean the usage is not as much as I would want it to be. Um 
I think Justin Holiday is playable in tournaments here against the Magic. Under 5K should play 30 to 35 minutes in this spot. So don't hate those guys. Washington at Philadelphia. No total in this game. Washington on the second end of a back-to-back. Korkmaz, Milton, Powell, Reed, Simmons out for Philadelphia. Uh, We know Bradley Beal won't play in this game. So, I mean, we already know that. And then what are your thoughts here on – oh, and I know, like, Thomas Bryant rolled his ankle on on – It's it's unlikely he's going to play. Yeah, so I highly doubt he plays. So talk to me here about Washington. Uh, So Washington, like, we know Beal's not out. Dinwiddie, I don't care how bad he played last night. He's he's too cheap at fifty eight hundred. Like this is this was his worst outing with Bradley Beal out of the year. Fifty eight hundred, far too cheap. I think you can take shots on Kuzma seventy five hundred. Like his rebound rate is absolutely through the roof. Like he's shooting a ton. He's actually been shooting pretty decently. Seventy five hundred, probably too cheap with Beal out. Even in a tough matchup going up against Philly, even on the second of a back to back. The one I really like. Um, with Bryant rolling his ankle, Harrell at 4,400 seems too cheap. He had a pretty solid overall outing tonight. Should be in for a few extra minutes in this upcoming game. They might need a little bit more size versus Embiid, even though he probably can't stop Embiid. I don't think anyone really can at this point. But, yeah, like, I, even if you want to go with KCP, like, he's 4K. Denny is... 3.8K, like go with literally anyone here, and I'm not going to argue with it. Um, if Bryant doesn't end up playing, even potentially Gafford at 3,100, like they didn't price anyone up nearly enough. for They didn't price anyone up with Fabiel being out, so everyone's too cheap for the amount of usage increase they'll have. And without Bryant, the minutes for Gafford and hit Harold should go up drastically. Yeah, I mean – Harrell is always someone I want to play. He's always the guy that I feel like has the ceiling to win you a tournament. So I definitely like him. Um, do we think like they're going to give Gafford minutes with Bryant out, or do we really think they're just going to let it be Harrell? I think we, I, I mean, the starting lineup could kind of decide that for us, right? Yeah. I mean, I assume they're going to give Gafford probably about 20. 20- like, they're going to need a big guy in pretty much the entire game. And, like, it's going to be Gaffer or it's going to be Harrell. So, we know they have 48 minutes to split. I think that Harrell's more likely to get around 26 to potentially all the way up to 30. Um, they do need a little bit more offense uh, without Bradley Beal in there. He got 26 this last night with Brian getting injured. Gaffer didn't play much, but Brian got injured, I think, in the second half. So, I, I, I think, like... Harrell is the better play by a pretty wide margin. But Gafford sitting at 3,100, I mean, he should end up with, I would say probably 20 minutes is is my guess for him. Yeah. If he starts, do we maybe plug him in a little bit at 3,100? I think maybe. Um, I still like Harrell more, but 3,100 is juicy. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you want to play both because they kind of, like, not knowing the minutes kind of eat into each other's potential upside. Um, but, I mean, I'm not – I wouldn't argue with it. At You're, you're paying for them combined 40 or 7,500. 
and you're getting 48 minutes of playing time between the two of them, most likely. So, I mean, Gafford's close to a point per minute producer. So, assuming 20 minutes at 3,100 for 18 to 24 points would be my guess. I, I'd still roll with him. Philadelphia side, I mean, Embiid expected back. He should have a really good game here. Outside of him, I mean, it's kind of a few question marks. I think maybe Seth Curry at 5,300, but overall, I think really it's just Embiid for me. Yeah, full-on fade, everyone but Embiid. Everyone got a price increase because Embiid was out the last game. I mean, Drone went from 37 to 55 just in case, even though Embiid's back. Max is up to 7,500. Harris is at 8,300. Like all these guys are priced up a little bit too high because of the last outing. So it's really just Embiid. I mean, Embiid is one of the better spend ups on the slate. I know he's expensive. I know that he's been a little bit up and down in terms of his peripherals, but he's still got over 60 points in four of the last six games, five of the last uh, six games. Like 1,200, he can easily pay off this price tag, especially going up against the likes of. Trezel and uh, Gaffer. I don't, I don't see him having too much of a problem here. Charlotte at Boston. Uh, 223.5 total here. Boston is a five-point favorite. Uh, looking at the injury report here for Charlotte. Hayward's out. Oubre is probable. And on the Boston side, Dozier is out, and that's really it. Uh, talk to me here about Charlotte. I mean, with Hayward being out, like, I have a bit of interest in Bridges. I have a bit of interest in Rozier. They should both see a bit of an increase in usage. I know that Rozier hasn't come into this great game in great form. Bridges is always up and down. But when you take that out of there, like, even in a tough match versus Boston, I think they're fine. I probably won't use them outside of a game stack um, would be the scenario because I do like some of the Boston pieces. But, I mean, it's just one of those spots where without Hayward in there, they all kind of get a bit of an increase. And is it enough? Potentially, yes. But I'm going to mostly play them if I'm playing someone from the other side. Yeah, I mean, if I was going to play Charlotte – I think LaMelo is always the guy, him or Rozier, and I don't usually typically play them together. Rozier's price is, you know, climbing down um, a little bit. I, I mean, the Boston side, this is an amazing matchup going up against Charlotte. The pricing, Tatum is still very expensive. Brown, 8,700. He's gone over 40 fantasy points in four straight games. It's just the price is a little high on him. I think if they gave Robert Williams minutes in this game, if the game were to stay close, he could have a good game. Um, what are your thoughts on Boston? I hate playing Boston players when everyone's healthy. I just generally don't do it. They're going up against Charlotte, though, so I will absolutely play Tatum. I will absolutely play Brown. I'll probably play a little bit of Robert Williams, but realistically a fast-paced matchup isn't going to affect his fantasy output as much. Um, the fact that he's going up against Plumlee will definitely help him out. But he's not really one of those guys that's going to get by with points. Like the fast-paced matchup, yes, that'll help with rebounds and potentially stocks. Um, but I think it's more of an upgrade to Brown and Tatum. I mean, 
We've seen Tatum go for 70 recently. He's at 10-6. We've seen Brown consistently put up 40 points. But anytime someone goes up against Charlotte, I don't care. Like, they can – Brown could go for 60 here. Tatum could go for 75-80. I'm going to be using quite a bit of both of them, which is why I have some interest in the Charlotte players. Memphis at New York taking on the Knicks. 217 total here. Memphis is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. You know, looking at the Memphis injury report, Stephen Adams is questionable. Dylan Brooks is out, and then Derrick Rose remains out for the Knicks. Uh, talk to me here about Memphis. Bain is finally appropriately priced at 7.1K after his massive 52-point outing. Um, gosh, I love that guy. So he's in play. Like, it's not really a good match versus the Knicks. It's not going to be a high-scoring affair, so it's really just a downgrade of a matchup overall for Bain. I'm never going to argue with it. I will play some of them. I play some of them every single night. I gamble on them every single night. I can already tell you that I'm taking the over of 18.5 points in this spot here over on DraftKings. I already have. Um, Morant on the other side, or uh, Morant also there, like he's been putting up 30 points very consistently, but this is not a spot where I think that he's going to have a massive outing. I mean, you can check to see where his ownership's coming in at. If it's low single digit, I can always make an argument for taking a shot on him. But overall, the spot is really going to suppress him a little bit. Knicks are solid defensively. They're solid inside. It should hinder him a little bit. So if I'm taking a shot on anyone, it's most likely Bain and Jackson. But I I don't really love this spot for anyone on Memphis, which is weird for me to say. Yeah, I mean, you're worried a little bit about the pace, I think, on the Memphis side. I think Desmond Bain is super interesting. He has been shooting a lot here recently. So, I mean, if Steven Adams were to miss the game, you could potentially see a few extra rebounds for a guy like Desmond Bain. I don't think I'd play Bain and Morant together. I think it's one or the other. And I will say this. If Adams miss, I think someone like Kyle Anderson could be interesting for tournaments or even like a a Brandon Clark you know, depending on who draws the start here. Um, I would assume it would be Clark would get being for about 10 extra minutes. Yeah. That's, I was playing mid twenties too, but I mean, it's Memphis. Who knows? I like Clark if he starts, that's for sure. If Adams is out. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Knicks? On the Knicks side? I mean, no one really like, everyone's kind of here. It's not an easy defensive matchup going up against Memphis. Like Randall has been super bad for his price tag recently. Like Barrett is becoming the alpha, but with Kemba back, his usage takes a pretty big hit. Kemba is never really trustworthy when it comes to his minutes. Fournier is never trustworthy for his play. I don't, I, I have, I have no interest in anyone on the Knicks. It's kind of how I feel. I mean, Randall's 9K, like you were kind of talking about, he's paid that off one time in the last 10 games. So, and RJ Barrett, 7,100. Yeah, he can have big games, but I mean, everyone's kind of healthy now. So, no real interest. Um, in New York, maybe Mitch Rob if Adams doesn't play. Cleveland yeah. at Houston. 
coughing up another lung. Uh, looking at oh, two eighteen and a half total. Cleveland a uh, two and a half point favorite here. Injury report here for Cleveland. Garland is out. Markinen is out. Rubio is out. Sexton's out. Houston side. I mean, they don't really have anybody on their injury report, so should be good to go. Um, no Garland, no Sexton. Are we assuming like it's gonna be a, a guy like Osman playing point, or do we? They think... played him point last game, and they played him for thirty-eight minutes. Yeah, I was gonna I say th- like... I love Jetty tonight. He, I think he's. I think he does run the point. I didn't. I don't think they're gonna give like Rondo a ton of minutes. Do you, what twenty? 25 at max. Yeah, I mean, they're making the playoffs. They might have the number one seed. They're not really playing for too much. They gave them 18 minutes the other night. They're just going to let Jetty come out here, run the point. I mean, he had 12 assists in the last game. Don't pay attention too much. It was only 27-point outing. He shot three for 16 from the field. He's going up against a much better uh, matchup going up against Houston, who's terrible defensively, runs at a big pace. Jetty is one of my favorite plays on the entire slate. Yeah, I think he's one of mine as well. Um, I was looking at it before we got rolling here, and his usage around is around 17% most nights. He had a 22.5% usage the other night. So um, I like Osman a lot. Outside of him, I mean, I think... Kevin Love just, played yeah, 33 say, minutes the other night. Yeah, what was that? <laughs> um. I think like Kevin Love or taking a shot on like Allen would be my next guess um, for Cleveland. I don't think I want to play a Coro. He's just not a high usage guy, kind of sits in the corner. Um, I mean, maybe Dean Wade in large field tournaments, but that's kind of it. Yeah, I could play Allen. I could play Mobley, but I really just like Love and Osmond. I like it. Without Garland, they need some extra offensive ability and they need someone to run the point. Love, big amount of usage, big amount of points and small minutes all season. They gave him a bunch of minutes last night. They might as well throw him out, even though they're saving for playoffs or who knows, maybe they're trying to trade him off. You never really know. Um, but Love should be in for solid amount of minutes tonight. And Osman is just going to run the point for the vast majority of the game. I guess I, we totally missed Brandon Goodwin. Um, he, he was available the other night, wasn't he? He just didn't do too much. Uh, he played, played 27 minutes. He played 27 minutes and had 25 fantasy points at minimum salary. So we, we should at least mention him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's in play, but realistically, I don't know if he'll end up playing 27 minutes again. And also, he shot 8 for 11 from the field. So, I mean, I, I forgot that he was minimum priced. It's uh, he's yeah he might be in play he might be right there yeah I mean they could be seeing what they have in him um, because they know what they have in Rondo so uh, Houston side I mean Kevin Porter Jr. is always the guy that I lean towards the most on Houston him and Christian Wood uh, Jason Tate's forty eight hundred he has usage it's just he doesn't really do much with it. Yeah, I'm I'm out on everyone on Houston outside of a game stack. I, I think my preferred bring back would be Christian Wood, even in a tough matchup going up against Evan Mobley. 
followed by probably Jalen Green, followed by Porter Jr. I mean, just not really a great spot for any of these guys. Like, I guess Porter might end up shooting a lot more on the outside since there's not much available down below the hoop with Mobley and with Jared Allen there. So, yeah, I guess I'd probably prefer Porter Jr. to Christian Wood, but this is not really a great spot for Houston. I mean, Cleveland's a solid defensive team. Even without Garland in there, they can still have enough bigs where they can clog up the middle. Like, I'd probably stay away from Houston outside of a game stack, throwing, bringing it back with Porter if you really want to. OKC at Dallas, 207 total here. Dallas, 11.5 point favorite. On the Thunder side, SGA and Roby are out. And then on the Maverick side, Tim Hardaway, Sterling Brown, and Porzingis are out. Uh, So let's start here with the Thunder. No SGA. You know, talked about on the podcast the other day, Josh Giddy would see an increase. He's 7,900 now. Is he just to the point where he might be just priced out of, like, his ceiling? Not his real ceiling but yeah he's he's rarely gonna get i mean without sga i think he can still get there like 7900 he can end up with a 45 50 point game realistically he's so good on the boards and he can end up with a triple double any given night but he is a little bit expensive i don't love it i don't love the matchup i think i'd probably lean more towards dort who should who sees a lot bigger increase in usage if i remember correctly put up 16 shots the other night he get he can get hot and he can put up a pretty big outing here. Um, but really, it's just Gideon Dwyer. I mean, man's sitting there at forty two hundred. I think there's worse things you can do, but he's probably priced up a little bit too much. Kenrich can always have a decent shooting night, but and he's at thirty seven hundred, but just not really a guy that comes into play on the slate. On the Dallas side, I mean, I think Luca. On a nine-game slate, no Porzingis, um, no Hardaway Jr. Luca and maybe Finney Smith. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't really have much. I think this game could be a blowout, but I mean, you can play Luca. I think Luca is a very solid play without Porzingis in there. Brunson's probably priced where he should be still, like. Maybe DFS, maybe Cleaver without Porzingis in there and without Cleaver Hardaway in there. I, yeah, I was going to mention him too. Yeah, um, but I mean, I, I'm just worried about OKC without SGA in there. Um, in this game staying close, but I mean, Luca's been so solid recently. I think I'd risk the blog, especially if I was bringing it. I, I, anytime I'm playing Luca, I'm probably bringing it back with Dorian Giddy. Yep. All right, moving on. We got Brooklyn at Sacramento. No total in this game. Brooklyn, we won't have an injury report. Uh, They're on the second end of a back-to-back. Marvin Bagley, Terrence Davis out. Darren Fox questionable. Uh, Let's start here with Brooklyn. I mean, assuming everybody, Harden and Kyrie play, what are your thoughts here on Brooklyn? I mean, if they both play, then I think, Either one of them are play. I'd probably lean a little bit more towards hard. And even though it's the second end of a back-to-back, he can still put up a massive outing with Kyrie in there. Going up against Sacramento, I mean, they're one of the better matchups in the league. Um, in Sacramento, second end of a back-to-back, I think this game might be close. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, 
play Harden or play Kyrie if you're playing this game, playing this game at all. And either one of them go off for a huge one. Um, yeah. And then on the Sacramento side, I think it obviously will depend on Fox, but I think Halliburton is still too pricey. I think Harrison Burns, Barnes, um, would be someone I'd be looking at maybe Mitchell at 4,900 Mitchell's probably the guy that I'd look at the most here from Sacramento. I mean, if Fox ends up missing, then I still have some interest in Halliburton. I've gotten some interest in Mitchell, not a ton, but a little bit. Um, I've got some interest in Barnes. Like, without Fox in there, that's such a massive usage hole. They're going up against Brooklyn. Brooklyn is obviously a great matchup. Second and back-to-back, they may be a little bit tired. They're down so many guys right now. Like, this is a spot where I think Halliburton could end up going for 60 if Fox doesn't end up playing. If Fox is playing, I have a little bit of interest in Fox, and that's kind of it. Like, it's a good enough matchup, unless he's going to be limited for some reason after missing the last two weeks. Then that's a different story if we hear of him in his limit. But I, I, I really don't think anyone's in play outside of Fox if Fox plays. But I really like Halliburton. I like uh, Mitchell, and I like – I, even I don't hate, hate Richard Holmes. Like going up against Brooklyn's bigs, I know he's been a little bit up and down recently, but he has double double upside. Denver at Utah, no total in this game. Denver second end of a back to back. Gobert, House, Ingles, Mitchell out. Whiteside questionable. Trent Forrest questionable. Um, Denver just absolutely run out of the gym against Minnesota and then second end of a back-to-back in Utah, one of the hardest back-to-backs. But luckily for Denver, Utah's missing everybody. Uh, Let's start with Denver. I mean, Jokic was dealing with a little bit of a toe. Can we potentially see him rested? Maybe. Um, I think that's something we got to pay attention to. What are your thoughts here on Denver? Yeah. If Jokic ends up missing, I think you can play Gordon. I think you can play Barton potentially Morris, potentially Jeff Green. Um, it, I wonder. Boogie got ruled out. So I wonder if uh, I could see them actually ruling out Boogie last night so that they could play him tonight and probably end up sitting Jokic. Like if, uh, if we're under the assumption that Jokic is going to play, if he plays, it's Jokic is the only guy I'm interested in at all. Pretty normal without go bear in there like he's just gonna have an absolute field day if he ends up playing um if Jokic ends up sitting then in boogie plays then he's gonna be the immediate chalk of the entire slate would be my guess um probably a little bit of a downtick to gordon and barton just because he can't eat up so much usage in the game um if boogie and Jokic are out like i mean kind of just play everyone Morris, there's going to be a bunch of minutes. There's going to be a bunch of usage out there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> if if Jokic sits, it opens up so much for Denver. Barton, Gordon, Morris, Jeff Green. I mean, if Cousins plays, obviously Boogie, but if he's out too, it just there's so much potential here for Denver players. Uh, Utah side of things, we might Conley, but I, it's Clarkson, right? Like, 
no Ingles now too. Like I feel like Clarkson is going to have to have the ball. Him and Conley are just going to have to have the ball in their hands a lot in this game. Yeah, I mean, they still got Bogdanovich, but Conley, Clarkson. I mean, if Whiteside ends up playing, it, it, you know what? You know what matchup I would love to see: Boogie versus Whiteside. Just absolutely <laughs> beautiful trash. No defense. Oh man, that would be that would be a fun that, that could be a fun one to see. Um, yeah, if he ends up if Jokic ends up sitting, then I'll, I'll play some Whiteside if he ends up playing. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just mostly just Conley and Clarkson. Like they they're they're the guys right now without Gobert, without Mitchell, without Ingles. Like they're they're gonna take up most of the usage. Like if you want to take a Sean Bogdanovich, that's fine, but it's Clarkson and Conley. Um I don't really think I have anything else. Let's do Portland at LA where we finish out. 222 total here. Lakers, a three-point favorite. On the Portland side, Lillard, Little, Nance out. Zeller's out as well. And then on the Lakers side, LeBron is doubtful. Malik Monk is probable, and Kendrick Nunn is still out. Uh, so starting with Portland, what are your thoughts here? I mean, it's a good matchup going up against the Lakers. I mean, I'm still probably just going with the three main guys, Simons, Powell, and McCollum. My favorite is probably McCollum. Comes this game in decent form. He is priced up a little bit at 8.1K, but the matchup is kind of the reason why. So, yeah, I mean, it's just the main three guys. Like, if you want to take a shot on Nurkic, that's fine. This match versus Lakers, big versus the Lakers. He actually probably has some decent upside here, but. I don't know. I think I, I prefer going with the guards, but all of them are fine. None of them are great. Yeah, the spread. Uh, the spread has me a little interest in Portland here. Like Vegas is really thinking this is going to be a close game, and like I think I have interest in like Simons, maybe Powell. It's just his price. I, I wish he was a little bit cheaper. Um, I think I like Covington and, and Simons here. And I mean, in large tournaments, McCollum, he can have those shooting nights where he goes bonkers, but he really just shoots. Um, he doesn't really fill up the stat sheet too much. Uh, Lakers side here, no LeBron, Anthony Davis, 10 2. Um, I think he's the guy you're kind of looking at here. Yeah, Davis. And I mean, you can still go with Westbrook, even at 9.4K. Like Portland's not a good defensive team, but Davis at 10.1K. I mean, played 38 minutes the other night, put up 44 and 59 in the last two games. He can absolutely go off for a huge outing versus Portland. Um, outside of that, I mean, it's kind of Malik Monk at 5,300 coming off a massive game. Like I get it. He shot lights out and he's been, he's been a streaky shooter, but the shot volume should be up for him here. 5,300. That's that's a little bit too cheap for him, I think. Outside of that, I mean, Mello, probably not. If you really want to, it's fine, but he's just an okay play. Horton Tucker, probably not. Like, I'm looking at Davis, and I'm looking at Link Monk, and Link Monk is a lot cheaper. Yeah, I think those are my two favorites. Um, It's like... It's like one of those things, like, do I take a shot on Westbrook? (laughs) 
I think you'd have to be I think you'd have to be like MME to yeah. Westbrook, but he's 9400. We know like the games that he's capable of, especially with no LeBron. I think you know, if you're if you're if you're MMEing, if you're playing like a 20 inch max, I, I definitely think you want to get some exposure to Westbrook. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Favorite play under 5K to go 7X. Who do you like? I feel like there was like eight that we talked about in the early game, so now I'm just looking at it. Trent, do you have someone? I'm going to go Brandon Goodwin, 3K, with no Garland, no Sexton. Um, Yeah, he should play 25-plus minutes again. Under 5K, right? Yep, under 5K. Yeah, Jetty. Absolutely Jetty. Yeah. I figured that's what you were going to take. That's why I wrote down the other one. Well, in my brain, it was, <laughs> it's been a while since I've done the morning grind. I'm like, under 4K, I'm like, why isn't it just under 5K? I'm like, oh, yeah, it is. I I'm Favorite over 8K to go under 5X, who's your bus? Oh, gosh. It hurts me to say, but probably Moran- uh, Randall. <laughs> like the default answer right now for this question um which is crazy when you like think about it i think i gotta go i think i gotta go john morant that was gonna be my other guy it's just a not gonna be a high scoring game and he's just been on such a tear and that's a big price tag yeah i mean he's one of my favorite plays one of my favorite guys to watch too uh favorite my favorite team Favorite 6X play? Who do you like? Dinwiddie. Oh, the, 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 the sour take taste. someone else from that game. The sour taste yeah. in the mouth from yeah. Dinwiddie um, is still... At least I knew my over 16.5 points was dead at halftime. <laughs> Didn't <Yeah>. have to watch. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I took the over on Gary Payton, some Gary Payton stuff. <laughs> it didn't work out. Um, my 6X play today is Jordan Clarkson, 6,400. I think he's going to have the ball in his hands a ton this game. I'll go with him. Let's get weird GPP play of the day. Who do you got? Desmond Bain. You said Desmond Bain? Desmond Bain. I like it. I think I'm going to go Franz Wagner um, from the Orlando Magic. Second end of a back-to-back. You know, Pacers missing some players. I'm going to go Franz Wagner. Um, Any bets standing out to you here night before? I know there's not a ton of lines out. Um, Anything that's piquing your interest? Let me check the props real quick. I mean, Desmond Bain over 18 and a half points is something I've already hit. Um, I know it's a big number, but Tatum over 27.5 looks a bit interesting here. Um, Let's see. Probably nothing in the Cleveland game. Nothing really stands out there. Um, Luca over 28.5 points uh, is a solid line. And then no lines out for the Lakers. But whenever Monk's three-point prop comes out, I'm probably hitting the over. I'm guessing it's going to be at two and a half. 
Um, I'm probably hitting the alt lines. And if it comes in at one and a half, I'm just I'm just hammering it. All right, fair enough. Um, nothing that's like jumping off the page to me, so I'm just gonna pass for now. Any final thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, nope. It's gonna be an interesting slate. Indeed it is. Indeed it is. That's going to wrap it up here for Wednesday. We'll be back Thursday talking more hoops. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then. Hey, kids.